Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. And we have a very special guest with us this week, a face that I'm sure you're all definitely noticing around the NFL UK, not just NFL UK, on Sky Sports, Sky Sports, Netball, and amongst other sports. Hannah Wilkes is joining us, coming very much the face of Sky Sports, Sky Sports NFL, Sky Sports Netball. I've seen a lot of your work with the Netball and how amazing that's been doing. Um, obviously, you do a lot of these Sky Sports news now. I mean, it seems like it's full, the, the train's full steam ahead for the Hannah Wilkes show here. I mean, you know, Mrs. Sky Sports might be in the title in the near future. You never know. Well, I mean, my plan was always world domination. So, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is all going swimmingly. But, yeah, just come off. Came back from the Super Bowl straight into the best netball season we've had on Sky in, in some time. Um, that finished early June, took a bit of time off, and now mm. summer of Sky Sports News and a few other bits, um, and training camp started. So there's never any true rest, but it's all good fun. And I'm, I've got such a buzz now that training camp's on and things are actually happening, pre-season games soon, and you can, you can almost smell September in the air. <laughs> it's Hannah Wilkes' world and we're just all living in it. That's the problem. That's that's, well, that's what we're, it's going to be. I mean, in my and, head, uh, other people probably have something to say about that <laughs> well you're very right training camp has just started we've all seen it on twitter things coming out i mean we had a quite spectacular vision of aaron Rodgers in the vest and the long hair looking very suave he's he, he knows he's just been paid he's not bothered about losing his friend Devontae adams he's ready for another season Hannah, isn't he i mean that guy I, I mean there's a lot of fans that don't enjoy him because he seems arrogant but you got to admit, when his swagger's like that, it's hard to be like, well, he's pretty amazing quarterback. And uh, do you think he's going to have another spectacular season? I'm sure you've seen it all over social media. I mean, this is just the thing, isn't it? And I know I sometimes, internally at least, give Aaron Rodgers a hard time. Like, when you look at all <laughs> the off-field stuff that happened during the season um, with... <laughs> You know, with his, uh, what did he say? I can't remember. Not vaccinated, the other word he used. Uh, immun mm. Immunized. Immunized, yes. And yes. then the fact that he tried to steal International Women's Day this year. Um, shout out to Russell Wilson for usurping him on the day. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I like to give him a bit of a hard rap, but then you actually, like, look at what he's doing and what he's still doing. And he just had the one rider, essentially, in Devontae Adams. Now he's got none, and he'll probably still get the Packers to... 13 wins and be part of the AP conversation come January. Um, that's just what he does. And it's, I mean, it's incredible to see really the guy is unstoppable and there's, there's no one playing at that level. Um, so yeah, I mean, he can turn up to training camp. However, he wants to turn <laughs> up to training camp. I'm here for the entertainment value of it. That's for sure. Um, and that's what we love to see from these guys, right? Yeah. You can call it arrogance, but hell, it's entertaining, it's personality. If he was just turning up and going, Hi, that would be so boring. And he's been in the league 16 years. He's got to have some fun with it. Well, of course, we'll be talking later, I'm sure, about the fact that we are going to see Aaron Rodgers in London this year as well for the Green Bay game. And obviously, tickets released the other day. I know some people aren't too happy. We're not going to dive in on that. We don't care to note on that. But I know I'll be there. I'm sure Hannah will maybe be there as well. But firstly, we've got to talk about your LA Rams because the end of the season, 
I mean, I, I saw you on social media. You were so happy that the Rams won the Super Bowl. It was sort of written there. I mean, a lot of people looking for like, wanted the Bengals to win because it was a bit of an underdog feeling, Joe Burrow feeling as well. But the, the Rams really did deserve to win it in the end. Matt Stafford had such a fantastic season. And I, I mean, what was it like for you on the night? I mean, it feels like ages ago now. It was in February. It was freezing cold. We didn't even think about 40 degree weather that has just happened. We all just thought, you know, it's just going to be a normal summer where we wait for the NFL and fact we've been baking this last week and it feels like that snow and sitting down watching the nice and cold to watch the Super Bowl in England at 1am in the morning or 2am just feels so far ago now but I'm sure the feeling of uh of joy is still sort of resonating with you Hannah. Well Freddie I had a very different experience because it was 30 degrees in LA that week and I went into this into SoFi Stadium on Super Bowl Sunday with a touch of sunburn um, <laughs> and it was brilliant um yeah I mean god it feels like yesterday on one hand and like a lifetime ago on the other mm. um and it was one of those weird things sort of watching it being there in the moment I don't think you really sort of process what you're watching and I, I've said this a few times that when Cooper Cup scored that touchdown in the fourth quarter I went so crazy kind of forgetting the fact that there was still a minute and a bit on the clock and that Joe Burrow mm -hmm. was getting the ball back so when they were when Joe Burrow came back on the field I was like what? What? And then, of course, Aaron Donald gets the sack, and it all just felt quite, quite like an out of body experience, actually. Um, but incredible to be there for it and to see the sort of all in mentality pay off. Because if it hadn't paid off, you know how those conversations would have gone. But in fact, what you've seen is so many more teams making those kind of moves and their big trades, and look what the Broncos are doing. And it's easy to go, and oh, Broncos are still, you know, a quarterback and more away from being a Super Bowl. But you don't really know. And that it's changed. I think it's changed the whole mentality and approach of a lot of these teams. Um, and, you know, the wheels might come off down the line, but I don't think they necessarily will. I think it's a whole, I think it's a game changer for how teams build, basically, going forward. Um, and yeah, it was just incredible to be part of. And I have to say, <laughs> I have watched it back a few times since. And the joy <laughs> never and I get a little bit no. annoyed, actually got a bit annoyed when it got to sort of free agency in the draft. And I was like, no one's talking about the fact that Rams just won. You get like three weeks <laughs> of all oh, Bowl champs and dissecting it, and then everything moves ahead to the next season. So um, yeah, it was yeah, it's it's amazing. And you just gotta try and run it back. But I think fair play to the, the Bengals as well. I mean, look, both those teams, what, four four seed matchups in the Super Bowl, maybe even lower? Yeah remember now different season it's like it's a race for my brain um, <laughs> that's what made it so magical as well because there was just that sense of if you've got this team on one hand that's got this hollywood story they built the team then on the other hand you've got the bengals fairy tale so i think even if the rams had lost although i'd have been gutted i wouldn't have booked bengals the victory either um yeah so yeah it's just nice to be able to refer to your team as the world champs <laughs> <laughs> and you also beat two people forget you beat two thirds of your own division on the way there as well you beat the cards and the 49ers like it's quite a feat to have gone all that way and really you were the deserving team on the night and uh, like I say as soon as you blink and Super Bowl's been won we go into free agency we go into trade season we go into the draft 
and then we just did and then suddenly two weeks ago we were like oh i just can't wait to start and then training camps now starting it just the wheels have started really turning again and um you know the, the rams did what they do a lot didn't really have any draft picks we're not going to dive into that you only start picking the third round but there's a couple of players that left you obviously traded away um robert woods the tennessee titans you lost von miller even though he was just sort of a mid-season acquisition last year anyway darius willems who who really shone for you at cornerback has gone as well but you've done some fantastic things well you've extended matt stafford four-year 160 million dollar deal you bought in veterans like alan robinson bobby wagner do you think that it's just business as usual for the rams it feels like they've won the super bowl and some teams you know become more attractive maybe to players that they maybe didn't realize they wanted to be there maybe there's a bit of we indeed and maybe sometimes there's no movement at all and they just feel like they're just confident in their team however the rams ha have made these movements this offseason do you, do you think that's just their mo is that they just move with the, the, the ball that nothing really phases them but okay there's problems will crop up that they've got solutions ready to to sort of sort that all out I think it's the nature of the the league and the business. I mean, you know, you're sad to see Von Miller go, but you knew he was just parachuting in to, to, to do a job. And, you know, he may very well go and do exactly the same <laughs> thing in Buffalo. Wouldn't that be amazing to see? Um, it's sad to see Bobby Trees go and all the rest of it. But I think when you've extended Matthew Stafford, like you say, you've paid Aaron Donald in a big, mm -hmm. big way. Um, it's the nature of the business. You can't keep everyone. And that doesn't always work in itself either i mean think back to this time last year we were all talking wow the bucks are bringing back pretty much their their full 22 starters and mm -hmm. you know they, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to be able to run it back you don't know what's going to happen with injuries or what matthew stafford's going to do in the final few minutes of the divisional round um so i think it's the nature of the business the team has to evolve and i like the pieces they've brought in i think what we've seen with von miller coming in previously is you know that bringing Bobby Wagner and some people are saying he's, he's kind of past his best. Yeah, maybe, but there's something that happens in LA. There's something about what they're doing there that almost bring back like a renaissance, the best of these guys and, and, uh, and earth that magic. From before. Even if it only lasts six months, that's all it's to last. I think Alan Robinson's a great signing. Um, and I still think we'll see OBJ back in a Rams jersey at some point this season. Um, I think Les Snead has spoke, spoken to it just sort of saying, you know, it doesn't make sense to sign a free agent like of his caliber and of his price tag now when you don't know what's going to unfold preseason the first few weeks of the season. Um, and you might still need that flex before he's healthy. So I I think I hope we'll see him back down the stretch. But no, I'm not I'm not too worried. I think that's the nature of the game. There's been so much movement this year. Um, and now that they're in like everyone's back in training camp, you're gonna start to see what you know how teams are looking and all the rest of it so now it's it's the nature of the beast and i think bringing aaron donald back is the key piece to being a contender because the rounds that aaron donald are not super bowl champions right now mm. and you know i think the nfc west isn't the division it was this time last year but i think it'd be a lot harder without 99 yeah, I was going to say, do you think, because a lot of our, a lot of team successes, they have maybe great depth or, um, you know, a particularly great quarterback, I suppose. But for the Rams, it feels like you've just got four, four to five players that are super elite in very key positions. You've got the cornerback in Jalen Ramsey. You've got the defensive lineman, Aaron Donald. You've got the quarterback in Matt Stafford. You've got the wide receiver in Cooper Cup. And it, do you feel it feel like well we've got them we've got them four they're the four key pieces you need to win games essentially I suppose and everything else can just 
move consistently around it as long as we keep them four pieces locked down. Do you think that's what a lot of NFL teams will start doing now? Because like you said earlier with the Rams wheeling and dealing, a lot of people subscribing to their thought of using their draft picks to trading players, trading players mid-season, um, to not be afraid to trade away their first round picks and to not necessarily be a, a young team, but not an old team at the same time, just move with the times and just try and, and 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 have that attractiveness for players to come in. I suppose being based in LA gives you a little bit of attractiveness to any player to go there because it's LA, of course. You know, it's not Green Bay in Wisconsin where it's cold or anything like that. But do you think a lot of teams now are going to subscribe into that? Because a lot of people, because we have teams like the Patriots, like Bill Belichick, who's such a really a dictator within that team and has never really moved off of his times, even though the game has moved forward. And yet the Rams have been the prime example of changing year on year to um, to how the game is changing as well. Do you think that is going to be a transition that NFL teams are all going to do? I think so. And I think it speaks a lot to <clears throat> culture more than anything. If you look at the Bengals mm. as well, a big part of what they credit with getting them to the Super Bowl last season was the energy, the culture, the cohesiveness, the closeness of mm. the locker room of those players, um, of you know how they interact with Zach Taylor and I think that's a, a big part of what the Rams have got going for them is the, the energy around the team and you know I'm not saying they're the only team that has that obviously you have that across the league um, but I think that's really important I think what often gets overlooked in the sort of no first round draft picks conversation is how many picks in the latter rounds a team like the Rams have had in the last few years and what they have done with the talent that they've taken third round and later I mean Cooper Cup was a third round pick Mm-hmm. And that seems wild after the sort of triple crown that he picked up <laughs> last season. And I think, you know, I think I think there's that player development that, yeah, you've got those key pieces and whatever, but you bring through those those younger players alongside those big stars. And Joe Notebook is going to be trying to replace Andrew Whipshire. Really difficult mm-hmm. job. He's done it when he was hurt before. He wasn't quite there, but he's had another couple of years of learning from a veteran. And I think the development is what the Rams do particularly well and I think you know I think you'll see it in preseason some of some of the names that were coming up during during the Super Bowl when OBJ went off and you're like who's that so well actually preseason he played a ton of snaps and I, I think there is all that stuff there and I think yeah I think it's it comes down to culture cohesiveness and if you're going to do it differently and if you're going to go make a big splash for these you know four chess pieces as you say you have to be really smart at how you build around them. And I think that's what has worked so far for Leslie Sneed and Sean McVeigh. And it'll be interesting to see how it works going forward when you, you know, you reach another couple of years with no first round draft picks. But very rare do you get a Joe Burrow that transforms your franchise and gets you into the Super Bowl in his second year, basically. Well, let's have a look at your division as well, because it's been it's been an interesting time for the NFC West because really the Rams are the only team that doesn't seem to be in transition. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks have just traded away um, Russell Wilson. They have got a lot of picks in for that and players as well, which could really turn around the franchise, I suppose, which has been a bit stale. Um, We'll probably go team by team with this, but then we've got the 49ers who have pretty much said they're going with Trey Lance and they've just opened the door to Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded to, to be traded away, whether anyone comes in and offers that, we don't know. And then we look at the Arizona Cardinals who had 
a very disgruntled Kyler Murray around the draft and didn't seem like he maybe would stick around or even play this year. There's definitely rumours of him holding out, who has now just been extended, been paid the big money. I mean, each of these teams seem to have their problems and have found solutions, but maybe not the long-term solution. What What do you think about this division this year coming up? Because I, I think personally, I think it's Rams for the take. I think the Rams wipe this division this year. I, I just don't see any any competition here within this division. I'm inclined to agree, and it's mad because especially the last couple of years, you, I mean, even this time last year, you're looking at the NFC mm. West and you're going, "This is a really tough division." And full credit to the 49ers because they've been in the NFC Championship and Super Bowl, you know, back to back years essentially at this point, um, and they've got there with Jimmy G. So yeah, the, the Trey Lance thing. I mean, they they took him with first round pick. They kind of at some point you have to do it, and it's clear that Jimmy Garoppolo, is a decent quarterback. But he's not getting them across the line um, in the way that they want to. Mm. I don't think because of him, they've been in NFC Championship games and Super Bowls of late. Um, so you've got to make the change at some point, and you know you have to start fresh. You have to start fresh sooner rather than later, and getting Trey Lance comfortable. I think the bigger question and problem at the moment is question marks around Devo Samuel because um, mm. they really need him and they need to sort that contract out. So, yeah, San Francisco. The thing is with San Francisco, I think because of Kyle Shanahan and the way that team is run, they're always going to be up there. They're always going to find a way to get into the playoffs. Um, so I think maybe not this year because of trans, but I don't know because we haven't seen enough of them yet. Um, mm. So it'll be really interesting because you can't write them off entirely with that head coach. The Seahawks, I cannot get my head around it. <laughs> it just feels like Seattle is sort of in a rebuild, but not entirely in a rebuild. The front office doesn't quite know what it's doing. The head coach is probably a little too old to be doing a rebuild. Um, and yeah, you've got a whole load of players in exchange for Russell Wilson, but Geno Smith, Drew Locke, I just don't really see that as a team that's going to contend because they've been without Russell Wilson. It's so up and down. The last couple of years, their defense has been terrible. Um, but Russell Wilson's arm has been what's made up for it when he's been healthy. So that is a problem. And then we get to the Cardinals. And this is my least favorite sort of trope and narrative in all of football. When a relatively young quarterback or any positional player, but essentially quarterback, who has, let's be honest, not really achieved anything yet. Mm hmm kind of pulls the deleting at them off Instagram move and throw, basically throwing his toys out the pram. Yeah. Um, I think the pressure is on Kyler Murray in a big, big way. And he's he's a good player. There's no doubt about that. I personally am not yet convinced that he is an elite quarterback and that he's mm. worth that much money. But that's just the market and how these contracts mm. have gone. I don't think they're a direct reflection of actual talent anymore. It's more just like, we've got to pay them this flashy amount because otherwise it doesn't look like enough of an endorsement. And then when you see that they've had to put in the contract four hours of <laughs> film study, and I know that's been analyzed a lot this week already. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. It's really interesting. And I think Cliff Kingsbury said that he had nothing to do with that, um, but someone did somewhere and that, you don't write that in just because. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that in his contract. You know, Tom Brady doesn't need that in his contract. Mm. Um, I'm sure Justin Herbert doesn't need that in his contract. Uh, so, yeah, it's 
interesting. I mean, they will be Jojo Hopkins without him for the first six weeks of the season. That's tough because we know the drop off in production between him and Kyler Murray if he's not there, obviously, because he can't catch the ball if he's not on the field. Um, and I just think they're, they are slightly aging out a little bit as well now, a lot of the sort of key pieces in Arizona. Um, because you've done that thing, you've been trying to build the team around your quarterback on his rookie contract. He's not that on that anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very different division from what it was a year, a year ago. And I will be a very disappointed, angry and confused Rams fan if we have <laughs> got this thing locked up nice and early. What was weird because it felt like it was win now mode for them last year because they hadn't paid Kyle yet. So they had the money to be able to get mm. in the free agents, which they, because we questioned it really. We were very, us as a collective on the podcast before, before the season started, we were very big for the Cardinals to do well and, and to get into the playoffs. And we really thought they were going somewhere. And then they started signing some older free agents. We were like, well, I don't really get what they're doing here. They need to be young and vibrant and i don't really get what the age factor is and then when they were going on this run we were like oh they've got the age factor in for the experience for big game moments and then when it was creeping in but kyla's not really a leader kyla's not a big active voice within the locker room and it was it was like oh well i completely get now why you've brought in jojo watt who is an absolute known leader <laughs> for where, wherever he's been well just the texans outside of it outside of arizona for for leading a locker room and it suddenly made a lot of sense and now they went on that great run and then they just completely collapsed at the end of the year. And it felt like, well, now they're paying quite a big that they lost Chandler Jones, who's a huge piece, I think, for them. Um, they've still got some good players, but it it feels like the not the boat sell, because that feels like they're never going to get to that moment again. But that was the moment I thought for them to take advantage. You had Matt Stafford, who was integrating the LA, they could really have to take advantage of him at some point a seattle team that had like you said zero defense and what a crime that is to the fans of seattle who have been had such great years seattle that they the franchise just seems to have torn itself apart a little bit by just being poorly ran it's not built in the right way it's it's like you said relied heavily on russell wilson and that's what thing what i've always said is as long as russell wilson's in the driving seat i can never count out seattle because he's just that good. And then with the uh, with the 49ers, they just have a, a game plan, don't they? But they run very, very well, and they always have good defence. And it's interesting what you did say, though, is that they, they, they've they done really well last two years with Jimmy G at the helm. And it's, it may sound like you said, but, but Jimmy G was one of the people that did that for them. Do you think that he did? No, no, I, that's not what I meant. I, I think oh, they, no. I don't, no, what I, what I meant and what I hope I said was, I don't think they got there because of him. Oh, they got right, there. sorry. I thought, they got, I thought you were going to be... It was a... No, no, no. They got there in spite of him. Like, look, uh, he made some great plays along the way. Yeah. But it wasn't that it was a, you know, a Tom Brady or... It a, wasn't the Jimmy G show, was it? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't Jimmy G that got them there. Yeah. It was course, their yeah. defense. It was their run game. But they, they got there with him doing enough. Um, but yeah, no, no. If that came out that way, that's not what I meant. No, no. I, I may have, I may have misheard. To be fair, do you think? Do you think I'm right about the Cardinals? Though, but it was a bit of a buy all in that year. You don't pay your quarterback. You got a load of money. You, you got a good game plan. I For think a little division, bit. And I think they win it. They've done it a couple of times last years. They started really strong and they've just faded off down the stretch. Mm. Um, and obviously injuries happen. I think also it was just to figure them out. I think you know, you know, they're going to play four or five wide receivers a lot. And earlier on in the season, that sort of 
works because no one's quite sure yet but i think teams just mm. figure them out and i don't think i don't think they've managed to keep it fresh enough and dynamic enough and i don't know who that falls to um to just sort of see it out really down the stretch i think that's that's the thing you need a team that is robust enough physically as well because you mentioned um what but when was the last time he played a full season you know mm. you bring in these veterans you've either got to look after them or you've got to know that they're going to be healthy um so i i think in a way they did similar to what the rams are doing bringing these experienced guys you know go all in i don't think it was quite their all-in season yet but there were definitely pieces and based on the way they played the first half of last season i mean you didn't see them completely crashing out in the wild card round barely putting points on the board did you they were looking like the real deal um, and they've got to learn how to maintain that from a coaching perspective and game planning perspective as well. Because what it comes a lot, I think they get figured out quite quickly in terms of season. You know, whereas you know the great teams, you see Tom Brady doing his stuff in December that you're like, where'd that come from? <laughs> that's that's the difference. Um, yeah, and I do think I do think that the offensive line's getting old as well. Which if you've got a relatively small quarterback. Runs runs around a lot, can get himself out of trouble, but he still needs an O line in front of him. Um, mm. So yeah, it's question marks, question marks. I know I've angered some people with my Cardinals <laughs> downness, but they were just so hyped last year, and then <sighs> proved me wrong. But you, but, but you, well, you had the last laugh because you became Super Bowl champion. So you know, some people would say after you keep going on it, oh, it's just gloating. So you know, I could I could see their anger maybe, but it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Let me have it's this. All... I mean, look. Matthew Stafford's got <laughs> some sort of elbow issue. It could all be over by October for me. <laughs> well, that's it. We've got to really move on to, like I said, the tickets were just released yesterday for the Green Bay Packers, the New York Giants game. Of course, only one of three games that we are having this year. No ticket talking here, but we've got the Minnesota Vikings against the New Orleans Saints, first game at Tottenham. The second game, like I said, the Packers v the Giants at Tottenham as well. The Denver Broncos and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to Wembley. And of course, we have the debut this year of the Munich game um, at the Allianz Arena, which will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I presume you'll be maybe there working, Hannah. I'm not sure, but how excited are you for, for the games to come back again? It feels like you may not be able to say this or not, I'm really sure, but it feels like the NFL have stepped up a little bit with the, the, the talent that they are bringing this year because it felt, we commented a lot about it last year, but it felt like last year that it was just underwhelming and it felt like the UK was getting given the games that the American public were like, oh, well, I don't mind giving up that game. Like, we don't, we don't care about that game. You can have that one. Whereas this year, it's like, oh, no, we're getting a Broncos game, you know, with Russell Wilson. And we're getting Aaron Rodgers, okay, Dante Adams, we would have liked him as well. But we're getting the Green Bay Packers for the first time, of course. Um, and there's a plethora of uh, guys who have just been drafted as well in the first in the first 10 picks that are going to be playing over here as well, which is going to be really fun to see. But how happened to you that it, it is really only around the corner till uh, in September, well, until October till the games start over here. I mean, all I will say is imagine the roller coaster of emotions that the people that had booked Tampa to play the first <laughs> Germany game felt when Tom Brady retired. And then retired. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can only imagine. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly who's on screen yet. I, mm. I think I kind of do, but I can't really say anything. Um, but I hope to be at all of them or most of them in some capacity, whether fun or uh, working. Um, and yeah, it's brilliant. And I think the NFL is so committed to 
growing the game really internationally now. And I think what we're seeing from this year on is COVID is in the past and we've got the new sort of agreements in place where teams have to come and play internationally. I forget the details, a certain amount of time every few years, which is mm -hmm. why we finally got the Packers because Green Bay were not going to be giving up a home game particularly willingly and I don't think other teams wanted to give up the Packers coming to town either because it's it's a big draw for them financially um and I think what's really exciting as well is we've got these teams have got these home marketing areas now so they can market themselves in certain markets so the Vikings are going big on the UK it's gonna be great to see them playing the Saints don't sleep on the Vikings this year is my is my feeling um yeah, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really great. And it, it does, you're right. It feels like it's a bit like a little bit of energy and that spark has come back mm. to it because we were so happy just to have the games back last year. Let's not forget that with what had happened the year before, having those games back felt like a gift. Uh, and they were what, maybe not the most competitive of games, but um, I enjoyed watching well, uh, 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 Adam, Adam on the podcast. Um, reckoned that it was almost a little bit of a test for here. Was it was almost like a that it was a give them maybe some poorer games and see if the interest is still there after COVID. I don't but think that's I, uh, I don't, I don't know if that, I, I think I think that's fans maybe looking into it too much maybe. But, yeah, I, <laughs> but think I, I think it's... was with how high the demand was pre-COVID. They don't need mm. to test the waters. They know how high the demand mm. is over here. That was nothing to do with it um i don't know mm. how they pick the teams and the matchups but that yeah that certainly mm. wasn't it as far as i'm aware and i think it would be remiss to say it was um mm. but yeah i think the energy is is back and i think we've got wembley back as well which you know fans always love going to and then yeah adding in adding in the germany game the fan base over there is huge mm. um so it's going to be it's going to be massive. And there's a game in Mexico City as well this year. So it's five international games, which is which is the point we were at pre-pandemic. Um, yeah, and, yeah. you know, you couldn't go full steam ahead with it last year because there were still so many restrictions and stuff in place, whereas now you can. So it's just getting back to where it was and then pushing on from there. And I cannot wait. Me neither. I'm really happy. I got my ticket for the Packers-Giants game the other day. So going to check well it done. How? Which will be... Oh well, we we had a lot of people with a finger on the trigger, so luckily, yeah, uh, we won't go into it because it might paint certain ticket administrators with uh, in a in a very unfortunate light. But uh, yeah, we we did we didn't do what the advice said. Let's let's put it that way, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, it's going to be very exciting. I'm really pumped for the uh, for, for the German game as well because the German fans have been coming over here in their jersey. I remember one year when we went and there was like I don't know. 25 kids all wearing like their like team uniform that they'd like come out and it was like oh i didn't realize like it was that big in germany and then really got to chance some people and it's actually so huge over there so i'm really glad that they're gonna be able to get that game over there because it, it's it, bigger in a lot of deserve it. it's a big it's bigger in a lot of ways than it is here you know they have mm. a professional league out there yeah. um phoebe Schechter, who you know from sky sports and everywhere she's brilliant she's been mm. coaching out there last year like as a full-time position because there is the league up there so in a, in a lot of ways they're ahead of where we are at sort of the the game level actually playing the mm. game as well so um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be huge and the big seahawks fans out there too so they have nailed that one although i'm guessing they kind of wish russell was still there but who knows do you know mm. smith got to go ah oh. <laughs> 
Well, Hannah, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you for giving up your time to be on with us tonight. Um, thank you all for watching. It's been another one, the friends of the F tag episodes. Make sure you like and subscribe and listen to us on all podcasts and platform channels. Phoebe Schechter was a name that I was hoping you'd say, because I do believe our fellow podcaster, George, George on sports, I believe he is going to be doing an interview with her on his channel very soon. Yes, he comes along and joins us as well. He's part of the team as well. So George is great. Just one I big mean, happy NFL loving family, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. It's uh, all of us are in it together, and that's what makes the NFL UK so great. But I believe I, I don't. I, this may get edited out, I admit, but he is interviewing uh, Phoebe, I believe, in the next few days. So I'm sure that'll be as well. Go check that out because George is great. Phoebe's also fantastic as well, and I'm sure they'll be talking a lot about the NFL and the NFL in the UK over the uh, over the uh, London games. So again, Hannah, thank you for coming on and uh i'm sure we'll see you very soon i hope we see you at the london games and uh thank you very much all for watching and we'll see you all very soon have a great rest of your week